With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Cyclone Insider. From the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO, Des Moines Sports Station. And hello, it is Tuesday at 6 o'clock. You know what that means. It's time for Cyclone Insider. Here with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. Uh, just Tommy Birch and I today is Randy Peterson is likely driving back from Kansas City today as the Big 12 Basketball Media Day was held. Uh, Jared Stansbury was there from Cycle and Fanatic as well. We'll be catching up with those guys here later on in the week um, on KXNO to, to get the scoop and the, the rundown and everything that went down. But Tommy Birch and I, we got left here in Des Moines. And we will uh, we'll break down some of the hot topics from today in Kansas City. Of course, looking ahead to Iowa State, Kansas State coming up on Saturday. I've already called my shot. I like the Cyclones to win that football game for multiple reasons. Uh, and a lot going on as we're getting to that crossover point of the year. Hello, Tommy. How are you? Fantastic. How are you tonight? Are you, uh, are you excited for the World Series? You're a yeah. big baseball fan. Oh, yeah, I'm pumped. Of course, we have the call up here on KXNO with, 14, <laughs> with uh, Des Moines Register. During the baseball season, I need to get you on the record. Who is your World Series champion prediction? I'm saying Cubs in, Cubs in six, but I can also see this scenario where the Cubs go up 3 nothing and just come mm. crash and burn. Mm. I've said this a lot today. I'm not a... Uh, our listeners know, and I don't claim to be a baseball expert. Uh, it, You've I, co-hosted the call-up a couple of times. I have, but it's and done very well. me literally putting it on a tee for you. We all know that. <laughs> I, I don't know enough about... Cleveland, probably enough about Chicago either to make like a good intelligent prediction. But so I'm going to go really basic. the The one team was better all year long, so I'm going to pick them to win the World Series. The Chicago Cubs. Wow, I don't know how many. Cleveland's hot though, man. You are really pissing off Matt Campbell. Did right you hear now. my interview with Campbell earlier? No, today? I didn't. Yeah, but I, I, you know, he. I mean, that entire staff. They're nuts. Greg uh, Brabenek, you know, oh, uh, yes. Skip, old Skippy, just yeah, loves. The Skip's Indians. nuts. I was back in the offices yesterday doing that interview with Campbell, and Skip came in with his World Series Cleveland hat. Nice. He already had it. There was a time during uh, an iCubs game I was covering during the summer, and Casey Blake, you know, the longtime Indian who's from Indianola, was at the park, and I tweeted about it, and Skip, you know, messaged me right away, like, dude, hook me up, get me in contact with him. They wanted to get Casey Blake out to practice. Like, they are. Hardcore everything Cleveland out there. Cavaliers, Indians, uh, Browns. They like the Browns, too. Yeah, I mean, I remember when E.J. Bibbs came by practice a couple of times. They were pretty pumped about that, you know, because he was was with the Browns. So they are all in on all Cleveland. There you go. Um, All right, let's dig into Iowa State basketball from today down in Kansas City. The... uh, Big 12 Basketball Media Day was held the, the second of the Steve Prom era at Iowa State. You know, I this is why I didn't go down. It's just right after the other media day, and there's just very few things you can learn 
um, at this other than you're getting an update on how the last week of practice has gone, basically, and you have the opportunity to talk to the other coaches in the league, which is always valuable. There's analysts. You always see like Jay Billis, Fran Fraschilla hanging around. You go talk to those guys. And Fran loves the Cyclones. Loves the Cyclones. He he. I I saw he was tweeting pictures with Naz and Monte and. I mean, those he he loves Iowa State. So yeah, um, I, I guess really the only thing that really eye popping that came out today there were a couple of quotes. One, Steve Prohm admitting he probably should have played Deontay Burton more last year. Uh, two, um, just some comments on the starting lineup. Prohm didn't get into detail. Uh, obviously, not going to play that hand with with a couple weeks left of practice. But it does sound like, I mean, we know who the top four are. It's going to be Monte Morris, Matt Thomas, Nazmi Long, and Deontay Burton. It's always been kind of a mystery who the fifth guy would be. Really, I think Merle, Merle I, I keep pronouncing him right, Merle Holden will likely be that guy. Yeah, he's. It, it sounds like even during the summer, he was kind of the front runner. And it, it, it's, it's early on, it sounded like he was 1A and Bowie was probably, one, you know, 1B. And then... You have Solomon Young, kind of the guy who I guess would be two or three, depending, you know, after that. But then, I mean, Simeon Carter's not even in the conversation. But those two guys, I think, had always been kind of the front runners. And he said today, you know, uh, Holden would probably have the inside edge. The thing that you really have to really like about Solomon Young, he's a true freshman, but that body size is just so big and so intriguing. He is a uh, built cat, man. He is really big. I, I tell you what, like when he walk, like just like the size of his like calves. Holy mackerel! He is a man, and you know, in in a kid's world, and he's only a true freshman. And I mean, but but what you like about those other two guys is they have a ton of experience, and 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 that's something you really, I think, you probably want in that position because uh, even though Young does have the body size, he's he's still going to get pushed around down there early on just based off of an experience, not knowing where to look, where to go, what to do, and stuff like that. So, you know, I think we're going to see him a, a good amount, but I think right now, kind of like Prohm said, Hone's probably the guy that um, come that first exhibition, you know, that first game, that first exhibition, he's probably going to be the one that that strolls out there. To me, also kind of the, the other interesting thing was how – you know, Prom talked a lot about you know that possibly that four guard set too, and possibly you know playing you know Deontay Burden at the five and and Bab at the four. And I mean, Bab's versatility just really fascinates me about how they can they feel really confident about using using him just about anywhere on the court. Yeah, he uh, he's an intriguing prospect. I still I need to see Nick Bab uh, with with the ball in his hands. He wasn't very good at Arkansas when it came to the skills of the game. I think he always had the the defensive ability. I think he always had the, you know, the size, the athleticism, all that. Like what? Can, but if you're going to play in prom system, you got to be able to score too. And they, boy, they. You ask anybody, they've got really good things to say about that. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised by that during the summer because it seemed like every time I got to a Cap City League game. Like you know, I I would always try to uh, to map it out where I'd see somebody different because sometimes you know I just wouldn't have the time to sit there for uh, all the games. His game was always going on. His team was always playing. I was really impressed with 
he did have the ability to to you know get to the lane to create his own shot and and drive to the basket pretty well. I mean, it's like we've said so many times. It's the Cap City League, so you got to yeah. take it with with a grain of salt. Bits and pieces of information. Yeah. yeah, but you could you could see he had the ability, he had the talent, and he certainly had the confidence to be able to get there. And you saw signs of, I guess, what everybody else has been seeing so far. So that kind of intrigued me too during, uh, I guess, what popped up at media day today. Uh, Cyclone Insider here with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. Randy Peterson is out this week as he's traveling back from the uh, Big 12 Basketball Media Days. Uh, one thing, um, I, the parallels between last year and the offseason with Abdul Nader and what the what we've heard from uh, Deontay Burton this year, pro, it, boy, it's similar. Uh, I mean, uh, we'll go back to that comment that Steve Pro made today to the reporters down in Kansas City about how he feels like he probably should have played Burton a little bit more last year. I give Burton a lot of I give Prom a lot of credit for it seems like he's really trying to talk this guy up to really build up Deontay Burton's confidence even taking him down there. Yeah. You know, like that they took three guys. Usually, you just take a couple down there. Like, it, it, actually, how many did they take? They took. I four think they guys. took all the seniors. Yeah, I mean, so they did a lot of. Prom's doing a lot of stuff. You could tell he's really trying to build up Deontay Burton's confidence. With uh, this, the Steve Prom Deontay Burton relationship really fascinates me because you've got Prom, who is kind of a, you know, I, I would say a pretty good straight shooter, simple guy. Doesn't like anything too extravagant, too crazy. Then you've got Deontay Burton, who's a very, I I would say, theatrical guy. Is that probably a fair? Uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah, he's subtle about it, but yeah, I yeah. think that's probably fair. Yeah, uh, and, and and just to see them try to mesh together, it's it's been really interesting, and I found it fascinating how on media day, Prom talked. You know, uh, a lot about their give and give and take relationship during that meeting that come, I, th- I think he said kind of come to heart meeting that they had where it's like he had to give a little for Deontay, but Deontay had to give a little bit to him too. So, um, you know, I think this part of it too, you know, Burns a guy that kind of, you know, when you talk to him, he needs to be talked up a little bit. I think there are times last season where he lost his confidence and, and, and didn't have faith in himself, and that probably stemmed from Prom not consistently playing him and throwing him out there on the court. And uh, I think we're seeing a totally different approach that Prom's taken this year where he's, like you say, he's talking him up, building him up, and I, I think that's uh, – that's not only that you know Prom is seeing different things in Deontay Burton this year, but also seeing that he is a guy that kind of needs that that kick of confidence. Told you are doing the right thing, you're doing a good job, you're moving in the right direction. Do you think that it? Do you, it, Prom threw out that Deontay needs to have a double double talk. <laughs> that seems insane to me. That seems like a lot, a lot to, to go from where uh, Burton was last year to where um, you know he goes into the season now. Um, yeah, but I'm, I think he's just saying to that's his way of saying to Burton, like, dude, you can do some pretty amazing things. I think the bar has kind of been set with Nader in terms of that massive turnaround, and you know Nader's not the only one too. I mean, look at Matt Thomas too. I mean, both those guys are shining examples of what 
uh, a difference an entire year can make. And I think uh, those are guys Deontay Burton's kind of looking to. I mean, I mean, I remember Prome talked about on Media Day in terms of the stat improvement that uh, that Matt Thomas had in terms of doubling, you know, so many different areas. And, you know, if you, if you take that with Deontay Burton, pretty much double everything up, you're going to be close to a double, double. Um, you know, is it realistic to think that's happening every night he plays? Probably not, but, uh, to ask him to go out there and, and be a, you know, a bigger contributor in terms of scoring and willing his way to getting rebounds isn't too much to ask. You you have to see substantial jumps in both those areas, especially the rebounding part if Iowa State's going to have success this season. We have Tommy Birch with us in here from the Des Moines Register as we are uh, Cyclone Insider here on 1460 KXNL. Uh, just a few more hoops topics, and, and then we will uh, start to talk about Iowa State's game with Kansas State coming up on Saturday. That will be an 11 o'clock kick. Uh, we'll have pregame the Cyclone Fanatic pregame here on KXNO starting at 8 o'clock live from Jack Tri Stadium. Uh, any other uh, hoops topics that you think we need to hit on, Tommy? I mean, again, I don't think it was a, a really uh, – informative media day we did learn uh, i think we all knew this they have that secret scrimmage or whatever yeah, yeah. against nebraska that's coming up on sunday some of the stuff from that starts to leak and you learn a little bit more about the team um i think they did have one other scrimmage didn't they maybe i don't know i thought that they had nebraska and then they have one exhibition yeah maybe i'm wrong but it i mean the guy that um sounded like has really been scoring a lot in at least in practices or um, team scrimmages is Donovan Jackson. He's that a guy, stud, man. That guy has been uh, beyond impressive from what people are saying. So um, everybody got a glimpse of him during Hill Madness. I wish I could have um, could have made it to that. We were down in uh, in Texas at the time, but he uh, it sounded like he put on quite I was the there. show. He was very good. Yeah, he was very good. He just crushed everybody when's, in the three point competition. When's the last time a newcomer came in with this? I mean, I guess McKay had a burn both those guys, but you know who I mean, he reminds me of a little bit is Tyrus McGee. Yeah, just the volume of three point shots that he's capable of putting up. I actually think he's probably a better all around player than Tyrus was when yeah. he came to Iowa State. I think he's probably a better defender, probably a better ball handler. It's a perfect more skill all the way around. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. Who would be who is he kind of compared to as a as a newcomer that's popped in and yeah that's that's an intriguing one. I I'm curious how they use him because I I was told um, Otzelberger told me this when he uh, signed that had Monte and Naz not come back Donovan Jackson probably would have led them in scoring this year. Yeah, I mean that kind of makes sense when you think about who the other options are out there Matt Thomas uh which Matt Matt can shoot and he's going to do his thing but he's not going to put the ball on the floor and create a lot yeah and he's he's going to have his off nights too so hmm yeah that's kind of crazy to think that kind of makes you think about next year and then well and then they got Lindell Wigginton over the weekend yeah how big of a pickup was that major and um you know, Prom's recruiting, I don't know what else more you could say about it. I mean, it's been fantastic. It's been very surprising, I think. Well, at this point, I think and Randy kind of wrote about it, too. I think at this point, anybody that kind of questions what Steve Prom can do out on the recruiting trail is kind of, that's kind of been put to question. I mean, I think a lot of people really worried about that once 
Uh, I was. Once TJ left, too. I mean, TJ was the guy that uh, helped bring in a couple of these guys that they have coming in. And, uh, you know, this this recruit was, was prome, all prome, and, and uh, um, the biggest selling point, I guess. Tommy Birch is in here. Um, listen, we're going to – I would love to just sit here and talk about basketball for two hours. But I assume it's a one-hour show. Yeah, well, it's not even that today because yeah. we've got Iowa Wild hockey coming up here next on fourteen sixty KXNO. So we probably should take a break, and we should, should probably get to football in the next segment. the The one and six Cyclones will be hosting Kansas State in the game they call Farmageddon. It's coming up on Saturday at eleven o'clock. Hey, here's the deal, though. I actually think Iowa State can and will win this football game. We'll talk about... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. That next here on Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. It's Cyclone Insider from the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO. Welcome back to Cyclone Insider here with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. It'll be a fairly depressing episode of Hawk Central tomorrow night. Uh, Lysico's on vacation, I believe, though. So I don't know. Probably because the Cubs are in the World Series. Well, and it is a bye week. So it'll be Ross and uh, Mark Emmert for sure. Uh, who knows? TBA. Who, yeah, who knows what else. But They, they could will, do two-man. Yeah, they'll just uh, ride ride solo like we're doing today. Was is Randy Peterson's on his way back from the uh, Big 12 basketball media days. Uh, again, Hawk Central uh, from 6 to 7. High School Insider with the Des Moines Register can be heard every Friday from 6 to 7. Uh, is the playoffs begin this week in, in high school football. So look forward to that. All right, uh, football. Iowa State will host Kansas State on Saturday. I like Iowa State to win this football game. It's not a – it's a team they always play close. And I think that the defense matches up well with Kansas State. I think they can. I think they have the ability to. And what I like about it is I'm going to assume – this is a big assumption that the offense comes off of the bye week and looks more like the offense we saw against Baylor and um, Oklahoma State than the one we saw against Texas. They I'm execute. with you. And if that's the case, what I like about them, why I think they can win this game, is down the stretch. Uh, I mean, basically, you know, Kendall Bryles was playing PlayStation against the Cyclones. He's just, you know, like he knew whatever he ran was going to work. K 
Kansas State's not built that way. They're not going to score 50, 60 points. You don't have to worry about that. They don't want to get in a shootout. They don't. And I, I like Iowa State in this football game. I think they finally get over the hump. I think they beat Kansas State for the first time since 2007. This is the one game Iowa State can get in a shootout and feel pretty confident about, hey, we, we have more bullets in the chamber than you. So, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I think it's a winnable game, but, you know, I've I wouldn't be surprised if they did win it, but it's like, man, it's 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 kind of like I just haven't been given a reason to say, yep, they're they're going to win this game because right now they they keep finding ways to lose, and I kind of went into this bye week thinking like, oh, they're gonna get refreshed, they're gonna be refocused. And I think they will, but um, but man, that uh, there's. There's still so many question marks. I mean, we we still don't know if Trevor Ryan's good to go. I think he will play. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you about that. I think he's good to go. Do you trust Matt Campbell with injuries? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> no. no he uh, he's a coach. Yeah, I mean, they're all liars when it comes to that. Uh, you know, and I get it, but I I would prefer they say, "Hey, I'm not going to. I'm just not going to talk about injuries." But. Um, but I get it. It's fair. I mean, it's it's understandable. They they all do it. But um, um, you know, and then Con Moya, Con Moya, really. I mean, that one is much more serious than um. Than I think uh, we all know. I mean, they they. It sounded like they didn't want to trot him out for that that Texas game, but. You know they did, and it sounded like he really needed that bye week badly. And, and the fact that they had the bye week and he's still questionable um, is has got to be a worry. I bet but he plays. I think he will too. I Ryan's think they both, the one that I worry about the most. I think they both will play, but they both played uh, you know at Texas and they didn't play much though. So just because they're going to play, I just don't know how many snaps both those guys are capable of. I mean, I would say. I'm more worried about Kamari Katamora playing than Trevor Ryan just because you have a lot more depth, um, you know, at wide receiver. Nwangu's shown that, man, he's a lot of fun to watch on returns. Yeah. So, um, uh, is the one that worries me more, but, um, you know, they, they definitely needed the bye week because during that Texas game, they just looked, they looked exhausted. I think they were mentally and physically worn down. You know they had to have been mentally after the losses they've been coming off of uh, heading into that Texas game. And we definitely know that they were physically because of all the injuries kind of kind of mounting up. Having said that, with all the injuries, it's shocking that really Iowa State has remained relatively healthy this year. Yeah, they have, especially with their lack of depth in general. I mean, you got a lot of guys taking a ton of snaps. Absolutely. So, you know, you you can look at it on two flips. Uh, I, I guess you can. There there are two ways to look at it. You can either say, "Wow, that off season strength and conditioning program is is keeping those guys healthy," or you can say, "Wow, look at they're dying down in the fourth quarter. They're you know that's when those problems are coming I up." Think I think it's a depth thing in the fourth quarter, not a, a strength and conditioning thing and a mental thing. I think it's too early. Yeah. To to play the strength and conditioning card either way. Sure. I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't think one off season gives us enough to, to go by. It is nine day though. I mean, it's, yeah, but like, you could also, I think I could also make an argument that it's injuries are a bit cyclical too. Sure. You know, I mean, 
you got really unlucky for a few years in a row, and you're kind of due to have a year where you don't have as many. Yeah, yeah, there's that's nothing true, scientific so. about that, but we're, yeah, it's like you said though. I mean, I guess we'll know, we'll absolutely know for sure in two years probably. But the bye, to me, the bye week came at an absolute perfect. Time. That's why I'm picking them to win because they should be fresh. Kansas State, on the other hand, I think is a little bit beaten down. They've had a tough string of games in a row. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. It's Jack big, Trice. Big game for Jesse Ertz, too. I mean, the Iowa kid coming back to Iowa, you know, their, their quarterback. I mean, that's going to be a big moment for him. Uh, you know, and Bo Snyder just, the vampire finds a way to, to beat Iowa are State. We the, or Iowa State finds a way to lose. Are we the only market that calls him the vampire? Because I think Brent Bloom started all of that. Yeah, he. I but mean, I we know. should we should trademark that for Bloom. I but, feel bad taking. That's that. my question though. Like, did this get? Is this spread or is this only in the Des Moines market where we refer to Bill Snyder as the vampire? I can't think of anybody else. I mean, what I actually think of when it comes to Snyder is more of the Taco. Is it Taco Bell or yeah, John? He, he loves Taco Bell. I mean, who doesn't? But he's like a. Late at night, Taco Bell guy. Yeah, but, that's what he does. He stays up all night studying film. But and this, the, the only thing he takes breaks for is Taco Bell. <laughs> that's what a hero. The thing about this game is, it's so much more like is it's like those last two games. It's a mental hump that the Cyclones have to get over. I mean, especially after what happened last year. I mean, that's in the back of a lot of those guys' minds, I'm sure. I'm sure they're thinking, like, wow, we had a chance to walk away with a win there. And and think about, I to a certain degree, no matter what Jamie Pollard says, I kind of wonder, I, I, I think I'll always believe that if Iowa State won that game, Paul Rhodes is still the head football coach right now. You think if they just would have won Kansas State, he keeps his job? I think so. And if they would have lost, um, if they still would have lost, to West Virginia? The, ooh. I don't know. No, I don't not, know the answer. I, I think you're probably right. I mean, I think it's easy in hindsight now yeah. to look back and go, no, he would have been fired anyway. But I think if we take ourselves back at the time, we all thought if he wins that game. It was, uh, well, I shouldn't throw Randy under the bus like this, but I totally will. <laughs> Remember at halftime, I always say it's such a big lead. Randy has, has written the column, basically. Paul Rhodes has saved his job. And, um, well, because they were killing him too. <clears throat> they had dominated. Yeah. I said to Pete, that's the thing. If they would have won that game by three touchdowns, I agree with you. Had they no. just eked by a point, I don't know. Well, I, and I remember I looked at Pete when K State scored that first touchdown. I said, man, they're, they're going to come back and win this game. And he oh. stopped typing. And he goes, well, I can just substitute saves with lost. And I think that's essentially what he did. But, um, you know, yeah, this is this is a, a a big opportunity for them to to get over this. This is how you want this game played. You want it at home, uh, coming off a of bye week, healthy, refreshed, ready to go, homecoming. I mean, there aren't many home wins on the schedule left after this. Too. Well, I I think if they win if they win on Saturday, there's. I think momentum's a very real thing. They get some of that confidence, some of that swagger. You beat a good team. Texas Tech, I guess. They're going to get killed by Oklahoma. And until Iowa State competes with Oklahoma regularly, I'm always going to think that. Yes. Oh, yeah. There's no. I there's mean, there's something going on when those two teams meet. I, I mean, other than one being a lot better than the other. 
There's a mental thing where Iowa State can't get past Oklahoma. It's never cl- it's no, it's, there, it's, it's not even up. like the first half of those games are usually close or uh you know it's late in the third quarter Oklahoma just picks up a ton of momentum. They just own them from start to finish. Then um I think Tech is very winnable. Uh, that's that's at home, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, so but the yeah. issue with Tech, though, you know, you're going to have to score 50 points. Yeah, or but more. I mean, I would stay fired on all. I mean, they were matching Baylor score for score there. Do I think they can do it again? I'm, I'm, I'm a little apprehensive, but I feel a lot better going into that game after that that three game stretch where. Um, I guess I, I should probably take San Jose State out of that three-game stretch. It doesn't matter. But against Oklahoma State and uh, Baylor, I mean, those two games, they, that offense showed it, it's a very lethal weapon. And I think the Texas game is more of the ab- abnormality. Um, and somewhere in between that Baylor and Oklahoma State game is what the, the Iowa State offense really is. Okay, so five games to go, four of them are at home. We've come to the conclusion that Iowa State cannot beat Oklahoma. No. How many games does Iowa State win in the final five? Uh, let's see. I've got um, Kansas and Texas Tech. Okay, so I, I'm going to go Kansas State and Kansas. Okay. Not Texas Tech? No. Okay. But potentially. Yeah. Wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock uh, me at I, all. I mean, it wouldn't. I mean, I'm saying I think they will win that game. It wouldn't shock me if Iowa State wins this weekend too. But, um, but then and then West Virginia, no way they they win that game too. I mean, something disastrously bad has to happen to to West Virginia there down at the end. So, yeah, yeah. The, yeah I just. I don't like. I still don't like Iowa State versus those Big Twelve spread teams where you know they're going to have to score fifty, sixty points. Yeah, but you got to realize that I'm I'm still thinking the Iowa State of old where they physically could not do that. How is Patrick Mahomes still have an arm? Like, Dude, he is a stud. how how is he throwing so much? He's so good, and just still going out there. He it's is insane. so good. If he played anywhere other than there, like because he's got that system quarterback hat on. But they, but he's so much better than that system. Like he, he, he could be doing not what he's. He has the gaudy statistics because of the system. However, he could be successful in just about any system. But I truly look, believe that. I mean, yeah, it it is a system. But look at the quarterbacks that they've had come through there for Kingsbury. I mean, Baker Mayfield, uh, Mahomes, and then who else? Um, most recently, oh, the Webb. Yeah, yeah, Webb. I mean, yeah. holy smokes! He's I out mean, in California. Yeah, I mean, they he brings in some legit guys there. So, yeah, I don't know. I how, think he can coach <clears throat> them too. He just can't coach defense or anything else. Well, I don't think he cares to coach defense. That's the thing. Yeah, but it's it's not working. A couple of Big Twelve uh, items to touch on before we go to the Iowa Wild here on fourteen sixty KXNO. Two the two undefeated teams in the Big Twelve are both on the road with really tough games this weekend. Baylor is at Texas. West Virginia is at Oklahoma State. I think it's very possible that they both lose. Yeah, I think so, but I think they'll both win. You you have yeah, them both winning. I have them both winning. I mean, Charlie. Sh- <laughs> but then again, that's the game Charlie Strong wins every time. Uh, it seems like he's on his job is on life support. He pulls out like a miraculous win. But no, I think uh, I think they both win those games, stay undefeated. 
Which one has a better chance of losing? <clears throat> Oklahoma. You mean Oklahoma's not, not an option? Uh, no, I mean uh, West Virginia uh, yeah. and, and Baylor. Are the options. Uh, uh, I was saying uh, Baylor. Yeah, I kind of. I don't know. Texas I totally Texas, brain farted. Though. Texas is a total disaster. They should be so much better than they are. But they have played up to their competition so well at times this season. Yeah. At times. Like, against who, though? Iowa State, Kansas State, when they lost by three. They lost to Cal. They beat a terrible Notre Dame team. They beat some crappy, like, UTEP team. They played okay against (laughs) Oklahoma. They played pretty well against Oklahoma. They kept that close. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just think <sighs> Baylor's still got some dogs. They those do. Guys but, are, I mean, I mean those, but it's those like guys I said, studs, I, man. I think they win that game, but I think that's that's the game that's the more likely scenario being an upset. Yeah. So, so you're you're high on West Virginia then it seems like. You're not doubting them at all. Yeah. I really like them. Who else do they have still how's their schedule still? They've got some play out. They've got some tough ones left. <clears throat> Yeah, because they're they're really uh, back end heavy, from what I remember. But let I mean, me pull the. We got like forty five seconds here, but I'm going to pull up the West Virginia football schedule, and that's how we're going to end cycle on Insider today <laughs> by breaking down the uh, Mountaineer football schedule. They still have uh, Kansas at home, at Texas, Oklahoma, at Iowa State, and Baylor. So they've got two really tough ones. I yeah, would say. and I mean at Texas, would we'll put right in there as well. Yeah. All right, Tommy, uh, good stuff today. We'll look forward to uh, your pieces later on in the week uh, at DesMoinsRegister.com. Uh, Randy Peterson uh, on his way back from Kansas City. The Big 12 Basketball Media Days took place earlier today. Um, hey, thanks for listening to 1460 KXNL. Now we throw it to our friends with the Iowa Wild home game tonight at Wells Fargo Arena. That's coming up next here on KXNL. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.